0: Welcome to The Vinyl Preacher, your weekly podcast where we talk about the Bible and make a playlist. I'm Matt Gable, pastor at St. Mark's Lutheran Church in Los Angeles, California.
1: And I'm Zach Paris. Uh, I'm the pastor of Lutheran Campus Ministry at the University of Colorado Boulder. And uh, I'm coming to you live from uh, the end of the world, uh, the middle of pandemic, uh, in case you're wondering what it was like to live as if it was May of 2020 again here in October. And we're doing it, Matt. We doing are it? doing it. One of the things that we've learned about ministry in this time of pandemicals is that you got to be adaptable. True. Matt, right? Uh, after three weeks, the cornerstone of our ministry, which is a weekly meal, we were doing it outside. It was kind of beautiful, Matt. The students refused to sit at the tables that I set up and, like, had like two people at this table, and they just sat in this big circle in the middle of this field, all distance, because they just wanted to see each other and be with this community that supports them. And we figured out how to feed them. And after three weeks, I felt like. We got this. We know what we're doing now. And then I got home, and in that ten fifteen minute drive to my house, by the time I got gotten home, they announced that the university was issuing a stay-at-home order for all students for two weeks. Three days later, they said, we're going online classes for two weeks, which, kind of, which is counterintuitive, but it does make sense that students gathering is a problem, but actually gathering in class where they do have rules and stuff is actually not that, like, the worst part of the problem. Uh, and then today, Matt... Today, uh, the the county of Boulder has stepped in because the university, it turns out, does not have like uh, can't do too much to you for leaving your house on private property. Uh, has issued a, a stay-at-home order for all 18 to 22 year olds who live in the city of Boulder <laughs> through to October eighth. 22 8th. year olds. Uh, you will be subject to a misdemeanor thousand dollar fine and up to 90 days in jail for breaking it. Um, wow. So.
0: Wow. Awesome, all those Things are going great. 18 to 22 year olds are getting caught up in it. Wow. <laughs> Loving it. Loving it. But we
1: adapted again, Matt. Uh, I was talking to Megan. I was like, how we're we gonna feed these people. Uh, we could they can't come to us this week. They're not supposed to leave their house. So what we decided to do, Matt, was to bring the dinner. To them, so we launched a new company, a startup that you can invest in right now. That we are calling
0: BreadX Uh, The logo looks looks surprisingly familiar. It feels like a Nathan for You project. Is what it feels like.
1: (laughs) Basically, Matt, Nathan for You is my ministry role model.
0: Uh, Why didn't you call it Dumb FedEx?
1: Ah, man. Well, it would be dumb. <laughs> dumb Postmates. D- dumb Uber Eats. You know, everything will change. And we'll have to relaunch the program here in a few weeks. Uh, but really, actually pretty cool. We put the call out to our dinner hosts, And uh, we invited all students to like sign up and stuff. So on Tuesday, just a couple days ago, we delivered dinner to 46 students uh, with the help of 13 volunteers who all prepared. Um, normally, when we have a dinner host, they have to cook for a whole bunch of people. Uh, but we were like hey, what if you just cooked for a couple of people? And so we had, you know, uh, 11 dinner hosts chip in uh, two volunteer drivers. And on Tuesday night, really cool, we delivered dinner to 46 people. Um, And we're going to do it again next week. Uh, And then probably the week after that, I don't know. I don't know. I came up with a logo, (laughs) a dumb FedEx logo. How much time?
0: This is is what I want to know. As somebody that also cares about graphic design Mm -hmm. how much time did you spend on that logo
1: i mean not (laughs) as much as you might think because i've gotten pretty i've done so much of it that i've gotten pretty good (laughs) at how to use pages in particular yeah shout out to pages because i feel like it's the best way to do you don't need all those
0: adobe products just use pages (laughs)
1: No. So here's what I did. You ready for this? Uh, You know, I did my Google image search for the FedEx logo, copy, pasted it into a pages document, cropped out the word Fed because I couldn't get my E and my X because it's a Futura bold Mm -hmm. condensed uh, font, right? You know what I'm saying. Uh, And so I couldn't get the arrow right, and that was noticeable and was bothering me. Uh, So then I did a text box of uh, just the word bread, Right. I figured. I did some googling to figure out what the official font of FedEx was. It's Futura. Everybody has it, bold condensed. Uh, and then I chase, uh, changed the, the the character spacing mm-hmm. to a negative number, could bring it a little tighter, and lined up the the bread D with the capital E of X. And uh, screenshot. Uh, you know, command shift four. Incredible. Boom. Incredible. Done. Done. And then you just like color match off of the logo, right? Uh, color fill with the little yeah the dropper yeah so, I hear you I... pretty exciting week for us in terms of graphic design and the first time I felt like I've done ministry <laughs> in probably six months I
0: relate to the graphic design though it's one of the things that I do not as much as I try to delegate I'm really bad at it but this is one thing I don't like to give up because I, I care too much about it <laughs> <laughs> that little arrow you were talking about uh, so we're gonna like I'm gonna, I'm gonna take this it doesn't does, it, does yeah. it really belong in my job description no not at all but I'm gonna take it because <laughs> it just it feels really bad when you
1: delegate it and somebody else does it and it's not yeah it's gonna drive me nuts great does, <laughs> does you know because you say to yourself I could have done that in pages in like three minutes and it would mm-hmm. have been better incredible incredible
0: it's that instant uh, alpha. Instant,
1: a, instant alpha. It's, yeah, it's, it's change your life. And I love
0: that the Apple just puts pages. in programs that don't really need it, but I love it. It's great. I don't know. USC's uh, been on online since the beginning, but uh, I was walking through our neighborhood. I had to go in to put up signs at our church because we have a committee that uh, tells me we have to prepare to reopen, even if we're not going to reopen anytime soon. They're right, of course. I just, I just, I can't. It's so hard for me to imagine. Actually gathering So I was putting up signs And and like Walking out Around our building And came across This sign in USC Colors From the County of Los Angeles Public Health uh, Saying that uh, Parties and gatherings Are prohibited And then in Really big font Each day a party Is hosted Is a separate Offense Separate Offense Mm. Crimes punishable By a fine of up to One thousand dollars In imprisonment of up to 90 days I don't know how I feel About imprisonment At this moment In history But Okay <laughs> So it's that You know Yeah uh, But they But all the philanthropy all They do man. The philanthropy All
1: the philanthropy All that Greek philanthropy <laughs> If they don't party, then how oh. are we going to get the philanthropy? That's so central to all that the public good.
0: The other uh, pandemic ministry that I did this week is uh, our, our music team. Gathered a church Now we don't have a big choir So we're not going to be One of those news stories I hope There were like three of us Uh, But we wanted to pre-record Because we thought It might sound better So we used the fancy Podcast mic, Zach We used the fancy Podcast mic I got to play with The different settings And Google to figure out Which was going to work best For piano and drums And then a vocalist and then we realized that, like, oh, the vocalist really has to be recorded separately and then laid over the track in GarageBand. So I'm using GarageBand with multiple tracks. Nick, I'm coming for you. I'm coming for you. Oh, my goodness.
1: <laughs> oh, Nick, your rates.
0: You better drop your rates, man, because uh, that not was really. historically uh, real the, cheap. My, my drummer was like, yeah, you're really <laughs> learning. See? Like, this is great. You Obviously, like, it's taking a little while right now, but then you really get the hang of it, and you'll start. And I'm like, No. I don't want to get the hang of it. I do not want to add, like, another thing. (laughs) This was kind of fun to play Mm -hmm. with. Like, I'm amazed that... But I don't want to do three hours of this every week. (laughs) You know? It was fun to play with. I'm amazed that my computer can Mm -hmm. do layers of vocals on this program that comes with the computer. But, uh no i don't want to add a new line to my resume sorry <laughs> so thanks nick in reality that is you. an
1: imp- <laughs> that is a mm-hmm. very important ministry skill is to to be able to discern the things that you're just going to mm-hmm. refuse to learn uh i used to learn how to do html stuff like every summer so that i could change our <laughs> award-winning website um and like i maybe it was this summer where no. i was just like no I'm not going to learn how to do this anymore. Uh, I, I don't know that I'm doing a good job mentoring our staff, because I told uh, Megan, who really was central to making dinner delivery uh, work, by the way. She did all the logistics <laughs> while I was playing with the, <laughs> the logo, mm-hmm. which killed, you know. Um, <laughs> but I told Megan, "Yeah, I'm not going to do a website. We're just going to find somebody. I'm going to pay somebody to do it. This is worth paying somebody to do. And she said, well, I think I could do it. <laughs> and so then she... She did a great job, but you know, uh, I'm not sure that I, uh, I'm setting a good example.
0: Amazing. Six months, Zach. It's been six months that we've been in this. Is it? Is it only six months? I thought we were closing on.
1: I was hoping we were closing it on six, seven, hundred years. Here's the best part the Pac 12 came out with some sort of segment today that no, they're one step closer what? to playing football again this fall the same day that the city of Boulder is like your students cannot leave their homes so That's yeah incredible. we're real close to kicking it off incredible I think <laughs> you mean ridiculous Matt. ridiculous meanwhile
0: in our texts insert time for the text mm. sound effects here uh, T for still- T
1: Matt I almost went to a live show have I talked about this on the podcast <laughs> no they, Red Rocks opened up And had live shows Last week What? Yeah uh, 175 people You know In a venue that sits Seats like close to 10,000 um, Nathaniel Rateliff Ra- Ra- Played like five shows To 175 people And he had to enter And I entered for all the drawings And I lost I did not win any of the drawings Man So Sorry it's The tickets bad. were selling on StubHub For like
0: $6,000
1: <laughs> They were like $100 I thought they were a little steep But it, you know I mean, it's nearly like a private show with Nathaniel Rateliff. Yeah, because um, like but you didn't go. I didn't didn't win. I came close. To, we came close to going to yonder Mountain String Band was doing an outdoor show, a drive-in show up in Fort Collins. Um, but that was expensive, man. Like two fifty, two hundred dollars per car. Um, which I get right because you can bring a big car people in and stuff, right? But like if it's me and Hannah and our child. Who doesn't care at all about you? I mean, she would have a great time, but she'd have a great time with about five dollars worth of bubbles, you know. Right. So, didn't do that either. It's too bad. Too, too bad, man. Bad. You know, uh, Ten Commandments is kind of like a live show. It's kind of like kind Red of Rocks.
0: Like a live show. We're still we're in the wilderness.
1: Mm. Red Rocks. This is where I was going. We're still. You gotta well, get out here For a Red Rocks show At some point in the future man.
0: You too played there once They've got a, a Live At Red Rocks album
1: We'll go early and The Colorado Halt Music Hall of Fame Is in Red Rocks And you can like Tour
0: oh. it Oh Nice I visited But not for a Concert it was, it was like We were visiting Colorado And of course We went to Red Rocks You got them And I think I I think I think, Was I in high school I think I was in high I think I was a senior In high school Maybe all I know is I bought a t shirt with all the bands, famous bands that yeah. played there. Because U2 was on it somewhere. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was a bit of a fan. Someday. Someday. Owned by the city of Denver, in case you're wondering. Really?
1: Yeah, public. it's a public venue. The city owns it. Interesting. It was like a, 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 a public works, you know, Civil Service Corps kind of thing.
0: Oh, nice. Well, I don't know that these rocks are red, but there are some stone tablets. Oh, wait, no, there's not. I've got a note that says the two tablets didn't come until chapter 31. What? Uh. These are just God speaking. Do they count if it's not chiseled in (laughs) stone? Do they count?
1: Here's what's most important, Matt, as we talk about the Ten Commandments. Evidently, their first first appearance is the numbering. That's what the people in the pews want to know, is how are they numbered. I'm so disappointed in the Torah that they did not explicitly number them. Yeah. Why are we so obsessed with that? Hmm. And the people, different people, no, like, like, it's a bad stand-up joke, right? Like, Lutherans the like <laughs> number the Ten Commandments like this. Catholics number the Ten Commandments like this. Quote-unquote Protestants number the Ten Commandments like
0: this. Instead uh, One thing you might notice God spoke all these words uh, Second verse I am the Lord your God Who brought you out of the land of Egypt Out of the house of slavery mm. Uh oh I think it's time to in- reinstate some patriotic education We can talking <laughs> about it. Slavery, what? What kind of twisted mm-hmm. educational system mm. is this? We need to make Israel or Egypt I don't know where that's coming from Great again uh, we cannot be we cannot be doing this. We need to take this out.
1: I will forever be a patriot of Egypt. Egyptian patriotism forever.
0: Incredible. You shall have no other gods before me. You shall not make for yourself an idol, whether in the form of anything that is in heaven above or that is on the earth beneath or that is in the water under the earth. None of those places. But Middle Earth, totally okay place to find an totally. idol. Totally <laughs> Totally okay. You shall not make wrongful use of the name of the Lord. Your God for the Lord will not acquit anyone who misuses his name. Why is his name so important? Could we be
1: a little more specific in what is rightful use of the name?
0: Yeah. There won't be any debates about that uh, in the times (laughs) to come. Remember the Sabbath day and keep it holy. But what's the Sabbath day? Hmm. Ask a seventh day Adventist. Six days you shall labor and do all your work. There's Honor some, your father. There's some uh,
1: description there. I appreciate that. On the Sabbath day, we got a little instruction.
0: Six days you shall labor and do all your work. Mm-hmm. That's I mean better than nothing. Honor your father and your mother, so that your days may be long in the land that the Lord your God is giving you. You shall not murder. Shall not commit adultery. Shall not steal. Shall not, you think you'll still not murder? It Seems pretty clear here, but. We do seem to have a lot of debates about what well, he wasn't talking about. Oh, mean. I mean,
1: I kind of vividly remember Ralph Klein trying to, like, uh, stir stuff up in class on that one where he was like, it doesn't say not kill. Right. There's a different word for kill. It says do not murder. Um, <laughs> so he was trying to, like, unleash the gray area. If I remember our class, yeah. like we refused for some reason, like we refused to engage Ralph Klein. Um and I think he was always really frustrated that we... Like, the previous class had, like, nuclear meltdowns in Ralph's class. But then, then we just refused to talk. Except for that one oh. guy, uh, Canute, who, uh, who always talked about Sisyphus.
0: Oh, yeah. I have a vague memory.
1: Very vague. I did not know who, who or what Sisyphus was until I got annoyed with that dude and was like, I gotta figure out what the hell he's talking about.
0: Oh, my gosh. That's too long. Shout out to Canute. Hope you're a great... Li- hope you're a listener. Pure. Yeah. Indeed. You shall not steal. You shall not bear false witness against your neighbor. You shall not covet your neighbor's house. You shall not covet your neighbor's wife or male or female slave, ox or donkey or anything that belongs. Uh,
1: I thought I was going to be able to sneak to in a neighbor. fireless fire pit.
0: I was going to be able to covet that. When all... Well, maybe here. When all the people <laughs> witness the thunder and lightning, the sound of the trumpet in the mountain smoking...
1: Ooh! Nick, drop that Jim Carrey clip in right here. The mask.
0: Okay. okay. <laughs> they were afraid and trembled and stood at a distance and said to Moses. I thought that movie was like the greatest thing ever. I saw it in middle school, <laughs> and the middle it was perfect for a middle school student.
1: Perfect, it was. I have literally no interest in watching it to
0: see if it holds up. <laughs> no, but I, I enjoy the memory of enjoying it as a seventh. Yeah, year. it was huge, man. It was huge. <laughs> They were afraid and trembled and stood at a distance and said to Moses, You speak to us and we will listen, but do not let God speak to us or we will die. Moses said to the people, Do not be afraid, for God has come only to test you and to put this fear of God upon you so that you do not sin. Word of God, word of life. Matt, the Ten Commandments are, are, are very overrated,
1: right? In terms of like prominence in the Christian tradition.
0: Yeah. Like, and uh, then the catechism. Mm, they're like one third of the catechism.
1: Well, I mean, uh, oh, <clears throat> one of my many issues here. I don't mind people, Luther, quoting the, the catechism on this because the catechism, like, turns around and, like, makes helpful things, right? Like, <laughs> like it turns things like, like, I, I tell students, um, you know, I think it's more—it's const- just—it just is more constructive to not necessarily be a, be negative, but to be like positive, right? So not like, and and more than half of these are you shall not do this, you shall not do that, right? The negative commandments versus the positive ones. Of course, that's a, a distinction that that oftentimes creatures can play with. Uh, and Luther well, does that. How do you feel work?
0: about mm-hmm. uh, putting it outside a courthouse <laughs> in order to assert the Judeo-Christian roots of our justice? System. Uh, I, Matt, didn't.
1: God has done Yahweh has done A lot of really Crazy things In the Torah so far Right Uh, We've got floods Rainbows Fire All kinds of crazy things Right This is the least impressive thing That God has done Right (laughs) Moses Climbs up to the top of the mountain Speaks directly to God And this is what he comes back with You know yeah, like, some
0: basic, you're basic not, instructions before leaving earth right? <laughs> yeah.
1: You're not going to believe what God says Don't murder each other <laughs> Like, like, they, like, who was like, well I hadn't thought about that as a rule That's a good one, let me write that one down Do not murder, but adultery is still good, right? No, these are all like the most obvious <laughs> For the most part, they're like the most how? Come on man.
0: I mean, if this is wilderness school uh, it does remind me of a day with preschoolers where you <laughs> run into a problem and then you have to come up with some kind of rule mm-hmm. to solve it that you thought was obvious, like let's use a fork when eating mac and cheese and not our hands. But <laughs> sometimes you gotta spell it out. Gotta spell it out. I think, Matt, that, um,
1: that Moses went up on top of the mountain and, and God gave Moses the I'm the Lord, your God uh, you should know the gods before me, and then just stopped. And Moses is like, "What? Well, I, I can't come back with one, <laughs> okay? Like, uh, I gotta fill, I gotta fluff this thing up a little bit, right?" Uh, and so then he just makes up the rest. right? maybe I'll, maybe the positive, maybe the way I should have done that joke is that God did all the positive commandments, and then Moses is like, "We gotta have more than three. We need more this.
0: Well, Mel Brooks would argue that uh, there were fifteen. Just dropped some of them. So it could be that maybe the more interesting ones were eleven to fifteen. That I bet they were again. good ones. Pretty interesting. <laughs> or, I don't
1: know. Yeah, I think that's the really, uh, uh, if you think about it, interesting thing about the commandments outside of a, a courthouse is they're like the least necessary instructions ever, right? Like, is it's a courthouse? If if you don't put the Ten Commandments up, are people going to be like, well? I mean, it was just murder. That's not bad, is it? Like, uh, I yeah. have a lot of Bible stories I think you should write on your courthouse and inside your courtrooms, and uh, this is not one of them. I mean, and perhaps that's the, the best part of the catechism, is Luther making lemonade
0: out of this. Here's where I'll go with it. So we're in a wilderness. COVID pandemic wilderness. Mm-hmm. Sometimes in a wilderness, you gotta come up with some new uh, rules and regulations. Maybe they seem... Pretty simple. Social Aww. distancing. Mm-hmm. Wear a mask. Doesn't mm-hmm. seem like that big of a deal. Uh but still we're gonna fight about it pretty insanely. So maybe in the wilderness you gotta come up with some rules. And maybe they seem obvious from a distance, but you know, I bet there were people that were like, nah. Uh,
1: I guess I should take it all back, right? Like, you shall not not murder. Yeah, that would be a helpful one for some folks, hopefully. Mm-hmm. Yep. That's what I'm saying. Yep, I take it back, man. I take it back. Let's go put it outside of a courthouse.
0: I do think the... Uh, I mean, we've probably talked about this before, but the framing... You never get the framing, I feel like, in the courthouse, mm-hmm. or even, like, in the catechism, which is the, you know, forcing part of the catechism is that it's pulled out of the narrative. Where, like, it does begin, I am Lord your God who... I don't remember. Is that in the catechism? Maybe it yeah. is. I can't remember. Uh, but that I am Lord your God who brought you out of the land of Egypt. And then, when the commandments are done, when all the people witness the thunder and lightning, the sound of the trumpet and the mountain smoking, it is a dramatic presentation of these commandments. Uh, I don't know. I guess I find that more inspiring than stone tablets. But
1: Yeah. Wow, Matt, I think that's an excellent segue into the gospel, uh, because you could you could read it in the sense of here are these very basic rudimentary commandments that are that are generally, I think it's a Ralph Klein quote, uh, really easy to keep. Um, You know, I'd like to shout myself out, Matt. Earlier today, I did not commit murder, nor did I commit adultery. I have not done most of these things today. Um, you know, I I followed all the the negative ones, I think. But that when uh the backdrop of of what life looks like outside of those commandments is this smoking, trembling mountain that's pretty scary.
0: Amen. And we you could yeah.
1: yeah, let's get into the gospel, but let's also set it up a little bit. It could use some context as well, um, because, dear preacher, I think you have got a text here that you can tear into and do some real good preaching with, um, but it's going to require some work. Uh, you're going to have to set it up a little bit, I think, um, and you're going have to have to help people hear this in a way they're not used to hearing parables. Um, let's go back Two weeks, I think it is, Matt. Is that right? Two weeks? Two weeks from now? Um, well, just the past couple of weeks. Think about all the things we've been hearing Jesus say. Uh, the other week, Jesus... <laughs> first of all, Jesus stormed the the temple, took it by force before this, Um then right before this, Jesus is teaching in the temple. He goes back to the temple, which is you know a pretty bold move, Cotton. And uh, the chief priests are asking, "By what authority do you do you teach?" Uh, and so you can read this parable as a response to that question: "Where does my power come from?" And when that's when this is a response to the question of where Jesus' power lies. Uh, look out. Yo, Um, because we're also coming off the back, the backdrop of Jesus saying, um, yeah, just forgive all debts. Also, just pay everybody enough. Um, Yeah, no, I don't care. Right. Um, And so here it gets hot. So let's hear this story today, Matt, as a response to the question, where does my power come from? Jesus said, listen to another parable. There was a landowner who planted a vineyard, who put a fence around it, dug a wine press in it, and then, here's the kicker, built a watchtower. Uh, Matt, have you been to Sonoma? Have you been to Napa? I've been up there, which is lovely. Glen Ellen secret cottages, you gotta hit it up. I've not seen many watchtowers up there, Matt. Oh. What she you watch for? Then he leased it to tenants and went to another country. And when the harvest time had come, he sent slaves to collect his produce. But the tenants seized his slaves and beat one, killed another, and stoned another. And again, he sent other slaves more than the first, and they treated him in the same way, until finally he sent his son to them, saying, They will respect my son. But when the tenants saw the son, they said to themselves, This is the heir. They assumed that he sent the son because the father had died. Come, let us kill him, and we'll get his inheritance. This will become our vineyard. And so they seized him, threw him out of the vineyard, and killed him. And when the owner of the vineyard comes, what will he do to those tenants? And they said to him, He will put those wretches to a miserable death, and lease the vineyard to other tenants who will give him the produce at the harvest time. And Jesus said to them, Have you never read in the scriptures the stone that the builders rejected has become the cornerstone? This was the Lord's doing, and it is amazing in our eyes. Therefore I tell you, the kingdom of God will be taken away from you and given to a people that produces the fruits of the kingdom. And the one who falls on this stone will be broken to pieces, and it will crush anyone on whom it falls. And when the chief priests and the Pharisees heard his parables, his predictions of their uh, murderous deaths, they realized that he was speaking about them, they wanted to arrest him, but they feared the crowds and Jesus' power, that's my a- addendum there, because they regarded him as a prophet. Woo! Mass. This Ooh. is a hot, hot parable. Yeah. We are missing one thing in the translation that is important to know and will help you feel a little bit stronger about your interpretation here. There was a landowner who planted a vineyard. Um, The Greek actually says there's an anthropo uh, who planted the vineyard. There was a man, a landowner, and it's one of three parables that happen, or four parables here. that have that same introduction. The unforgiving servant that we talked about with the forgiving debts, the, the, the guy is introduced as a man, a king. Um, the generous vineyard owner that we just had, a man, a housemaster. Uh, and this is, again, another one. There was a man, a landowner. In the last one, at the king's son's wedding, there's a man, a king. And some folks, especially in the Girardian part of the internet, uh, lift up that using anthro, anthropo, is emphasizing that a way that that our first, the first way we should kind of read this parable is that the landowner represents a man, an anth- like a human, and don't read that because we're, we're conditioned to read the parables as the most powerful character is God, mm-hmm. uh, but that the landowner by this emphasis by saying a man, a landowner, uh, yeah. is not there to it's not there to gender landowner because a woman's not going to own land, uh, but to identify who the man is in the the humans
0: are in the story mm-hmm. yeah I'm reading this text like so I don't know do you want to run with something I got I'm reading this text go for it from me this time <laughs> yeah well I don't know, like I don't know I mean I think that that that's a piece of it right that's like uh, we there's there's a very traditional way that we uh, have typically associated God in this text. Uh, but when I started to read it right now, a landowner or a man who planted a vineyard... Poor people don't really plant vineyards for themselves. What? Like a vineyard, right? Like you're talking about Napa. Like this just... I'm already like... I'm in the land of the wealthy right now. This yep. is not, I don't even visit vineyards that often. Like this is not even like... You know, like this is not even... I put, put a fence around it, dug a wine press in it, and then built a watchtower. And like you said, like, do you really put a watchtower? Like, the last watchtower I saw was a reconstruction of one that I saw in Manzanar, uh, a Japanese internment camp, right? Like, this is mm-hmm. an image of a prison camp with a watchtower. What? So I mean, this is just what I... These, these are just militaristic images, the, yeah. Yeah, like, these are the associations that I, I... have no idea what the original... But, like, these are the associations I'm having. And then... uh he then then we've got like just in terms of the power dynamics here right so he leases it to tenants now that to me like makes me think uh middle class because they've got enough money that they can lease this thing but they're not quite the slaves in the story right like the slaves have got to be like the lowest uh position of power in this story uh but they just get beat up by these tenants uh who are i don't know seem to be somewhere in the middle of the power dynamic here uh and then, and then the tenants just become monstrous Like they're just like They become murder They just get really comfortable with murder it seems like, mm-hmm. <laughs> like They start with just killing They didn't kill all the slaves They just like beat one and then they killed another But then they're just they're just straight up murdering uh, By the time the son comes in It's just a really ugly story Right? <laughs> just pain and blood and heartbreak If you didn't give me like that preconceived notion of like This is God sending his son And see what we did to him I would be like wow, this is like a really messed up uh, novel, you know, that I would like pick up about humanity and how broken we are and all, right? Like, uh, and I feel like there's, there is, there there is just something here. I don't know. I really want to reject this year. If I'm preaching on this text, I want to reject that traditional interpretation. I want to give a completely different uh, reading of it. I still don't know what the good news is, but I think the bad news is about how, effed up we are. Particularly those of us, I mean, when politicians talk, they talk about the middle class, right? They very rarely are trying to do something for the top or the bottom. They're always mm-hmm. talking about the middle class because we all want to think about ourselves as being like good middle class people. And that's exactly who Jesus seems to go after in this uh, this text. Oh, interesting, That Interesting. Um, I mean, so I, I think I would reject pretty
1: pretty firmly this This year, the idea of, it's there and it's hard not to see and to read into it, but to recognize we are reading into it when we do it, the allusion to a sacrificial son here as Jesus being the sacrificial son. Um, And I, I would reject it perhaps first because there's no redemption in the sacrifice here nothing is made whole out of this yeah. violence begets violence right um, so, so it's that kind of like cruciform lens right like that you've that you got to bring with you when we're talking about sacrifice stuff so if the sacrifice doesn't bring redemption then it's just violence um, and that, that I think this parable is is a vision of life without I mean I hate to say the Ten Commandments but without this is a story about the way of humans the world of humans not the world of God um, and I think the good news is not super good news. It's that kind of. <laughs> it's not super bright. It's not a camp song. Good news, right? It, well, unless you're singing a canticle of the turning, it's that kind of good news. Um, yeah, because Jesus is is threatening, basically, right? Like his power is the power that comes from the people because of the works he's done, um, and that this I think the illusion Jesus is making here is to say that you're the landowner um you're the son of the land you 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 think you're the you're the you're the the the, the chief priest the folks who are, who are safeguarding the tradition of the landowner of god well the way you all do things this is how this is what happens right especially when you um i mean it's a it's an absentee landowner um who nobody was fond of absentee landowners back in the day um you know all of the luxury apartments and houses and still aren't yeah yeah, uh that sit empty in the middle of the housing crisis uh we've got a a movement here in boulder uh called bedrooms are for people which is surprisingly controversial uh because it has to do with zoning and stuff right like Mm -hmm. you have to unrelated related all that kind of stuff um when you hoard when you build up fences and walls and build watchtowers um they won't stand up. I mean, I think that's the the good news is that like these walls that are surrounding you, which is much more you know who the the listeners and Matthew's like telling and retelling of the story would have been. Um, those things are going to get torn down. Like they're not going to stand.
0: Um, yeah, yeah. It's amazing to me. I mean, even though the good news is, uh, it's definitely a hard. Good news. Uh, I tried to argue with somebody that grace this week that grace burns in a Facebook thread. <laughs> and, I, and I stand by this like a grace that burns right here. Mm-hmm. But I'm struck too by like Jesus' response to them, right? So he's like, he's like, well, now what's he going to do? And they're like, he's going to put them to a miserable death. Like all they can think about is death and retribution, right? Like that's mm-hmm. the only response that they give him is more death and retribution. Like that's all they can imagine for what the future looks like. And Jesus' response, like Jesus. Instead, I mean, like, what if Jesus isn't just agreeing with them, but he asks them this, like, like if he like he almost gives them a different response. Have you never read in the scriptures the stone? And then he begins to move almost to a future focus kind of thing. The stone that the builders rejected has become the cornerstone. Well, that that suggests that something new is going to be built. They didn't allude to anything new being built. But somehow Jesus response to them is about something new being built which is just a really different response. Like Jesus is saying something very different than their response. This isn't just like, yep, you're right. He's saying, it. just it's really, really interesting. This was the Lord's doing, and it is amazing in our eyes. Like he already starts to sow these seeds of good news. He says something hard. Therefore, I tell you, the kingdom of God will be taken away from you. But then he also says, and given to a people that produces the fruits of the kingdom. I mean, that to me sounds like the Magnificat, right? Mm-hmm. Which is also good news. That is not good it's not easy good news for everyone it will eventually be good news for everyone but it's not easy uh and so this like it almost sounds like a magnificat thing there in verse 43
1: jesus does not not affirm their interpretation of the future right no
0: but jesus does jesus is the only one here who seems to be speaking about a future right so like jesus does give good news in this text uh but it's very different from how we usually read the text right you know
1: well, I mean, there's so much indicting in it, right? Like, or convicting, um, you know,
0: mm-hmm.
1: for, especially for those of us who, uh, uh, um, you know, make our living on, on Zoom these days, um, not necessarily producing fruit. I mean, that's what felt so good about doing dinner delivery. It's like, for the first time, it felt like I got to put my hands in the dirt in a long time and produce some some mm-hmm. fruit, you know? Um, yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, the produces the produces the fruits of the kingdom. I, I love that line. Chris and I really like uh when we buy orange juice and it talks about like the growers and the growers are always like the people that own these things. It never talks about like the people that are actually working. Mm-hmm. The orange just says but it but it uses the word the growers as if like they're out there.
1: They are, Matt, the large multinational <laughs> corporations in Kern County. Yeah, it's incredible. Grimway it's incredible. Farms, man.
0: Oh my gosh I mean I do just It it also just strikes me I mean the fact that Again like this Cornerstone image I've never seen it This way before But how Jesus really Shifts it into this I mean that's a future word It's a Mm -hmm. it's, It's foundational To something new Being built And you know In my own conversations In ministry And talking about like When I try to have Conversations about The future of the neighborhood where our church is Those are the hardest conversations to have It's really easy for us to have conversations about the past yeah. And how painful the changes have been Like it, those conversations are super easy to open up I mean they're painful I don't mean mm-hmm. easy like But I mean easy to open up And you can get people talking And But to talk about the future We all kind of There's awkward silence And it's it's hard to get to that place of future But that's where Jesus begins to point us That's what Jesus begins to open up for us So that we can see it uh, if you're uh, hoping to get fired this week, uh, here's a suggestion. Uh,
1: you know, I think Jesus. Can make, you can make a pretty good case this week that Jesus is a flaming communist. Because uh, he's advocating for the abolition of debts. Everyone gets paid the same. And now he's saying that uh, the, pe- the, the workers should uh, own the means of production.
0: So, mm-hmm. amen. Amen. I did not think we were going to go there in this text, but we got there. It's. I mean, this is a hot text, right? It
1: underrated. Is. Like, what an overrated and underrated pairing we get this week. Yeah. Because there, there are some nice tensions that you could play with, right? Like, you shall not murder. I mean, if you wanted to go there, Matthew doesn't say murder. Uh, you know, <laughs> he says kill. He says kill.
0: Um, oh my gosh. So, And I really like to dig into the, the history of the interpretation of this text. Like, where did that frame that I feel like I got growing up? Like, where did that come from? Mm-hmm. How far back does that go? I mean, maybe it goes back to the beginning. I have no idea. But it'd just be that a really interesting thing to tease out. The thing that
1: I think would be important to lift up, like to, some tensions to play with here, right? You could really easily uh, draw like it feel like you like your your rant there about the, the murderous uh, tenants here, Matt. Like, it's really quick. You can, that's a quick thing to do, right? Yeah, they shouldn't be killing people. Uh, you shall not murder. That seems really obvious. But the landowner gets a pass more often than not that he shouldn't get. And if you're looking for, for what the, the landowner is doing, I, I'd say the landowner is coveting their neighbor's house, uh, especially in the way that an ancient someone in the ancient Near East would think about, that you're— um you've gone to take over your neighbors' house. You're not even here, right? Like right. you've ab- right. abandoned, like you've uh I mean you're not even golden ruling it. You're not loving your neighbors yourself because you don't care about your neighbors because you don't live there. You're just here to extract. Uh I mean it's like when we've we've talked about on the podcast before, uh Colorado and the Mountain West being built on extractive industries. Um mm-hmm. there's something really anti-community uh, about mining towns, about resort towns, um, because they do the same sort of sort of thing, and so so the landowner is just as in violation of the the Torah here of the Ten Commandments as the tenants are. Amen. And that everyone expects him to come back and just murder everybody too. So it's, it's, yeah, they're not good yeah. guys in those. No. What are uh, you listening to this week?
0: Uh, is is a song and album called Long Violent History at all relevant to this text?
1: I don't see how. <laughs>
0: could it? Could it be? Don't see how it did. Good. Good. Yeah, I really, uh, man, i have enjoyed some of uh, Tyler Childers' other stuff Ooh. Uh, in years past. Have you? But then he. He was new he, to me when, this week.
1: He what? New to me this week. He's new to you Not previously
0: Well I don't know how I discovered him But he had a couple songs With West Virginia in them And then I started making A little playlist. He's a West Virginia
1: guy Right? Or Kentucky Yeah
0: Yeah Kentucky But he's got You know He's got songs about um, Leaving West Virginia I don't know It's good He's got I don't know He's just got an interesting sound But but then he posted this thing On Facebook That I just I, I don't know For some reason I found really moving Um and and then I listened to his album which is almost all instrumental with one song yeah. uh about about what's going on he he gave this like long explanation of it which was pretty like I don't know I found I found it quite moving and I've enjoyed the whole album I mean uh the uh the instrumental tracks to the to the single so long violent history Tyler Childers. I don't know do you have thoughts about it Zach uh I have not really listened
1: to it cuz it was cuz it was instrumental and it was my first it's hard for an instrumental album to be your f- your introduction to an artist yeah. right because yeah. you don't have because you I mean that, maybe that's actually helpful to say right like how important context and stuff can be um, versus you know if Dawes comes out like released tomorrow an instrumental album like I'm gonna read so much into it because I'm so invested in also right, right. breaking news Matt breaking news on the Dawes front here in the music section of the podcast just came out on Instagram Taylor Goldsmith announced it in song form him and Mandy Moore are expecting a child. So let's... <laughs> Good. Dawes, baby. Let's now let the competition begin. Matt, who among us will be the godparents?
0: Oh gosh, I'm hoping it's me. He's like, I'm trying to find... It's going to be like Cinderella. He's like, I'm trying to find that guy I met at a concert once. <laughs> uh, <laughs> That's right. Just.
1: Mm. Good one. Tyler. Shelfers. Well,
0: anyway, going to throw that on there. Uh, did you watch the video, though? Did you have... I've no, not. I've not. No. I'm curious. I'm curious what you think about this. I'll look into uh, Well, then I got into... Uh, then I'm looking on Spotify for, like, new stuff to listen to. And because I've been listening to this, then they recommend to me a playlist called Roots of Change, which is a collection of roots music uh, about social justice. And so there is a song called Under the Devil's Knee uh, by a whole bunch of artists. Trey Burt, Layla McAllister allison russell and Sonny war and it's basically like the story of george floyd it's like that Mm tradition in the tradition of that bob dylan hurricane song where it like tells this person's Mm -hmm. story like from childhood all the way up to what happened this summer uh and it's it's really powerful to hear a song like that so i'm going to put that on there under the devil's knee uh and then finally i'm going to keep listening to that playlist and maybe i'll have more stuff from there in weeks to come but in the meantime Another new Bruce Springsteen song, "Ghosts." Ghosts mm. out today. Uh, is it from the soundtrack to the movie? Feels relevant. Now. Now
1: it's no, done. no, no, oh. no. That's what I got. I like it. I like it, Matt. Hi, and so I think something special is happening right now for me. I think I'm really getting into a relationship. Um, you know, the new Phoebe Br- uh, Bridgers album came out. Burgers, it's not Bridges, it's Burgers Bridgers' album came out and I listened to it and I was like, that's nice um, but it, the more I listen to it, the deeper into it I get, Matt and again this week, I'm so deep into it and the videos, Matt the video, her, her video work is so good like, it's so good I'm not going to put this song on the playlist but I'm just going to talk about how much I like it this week uh, Garden Song, she's a second track she just has these amazing lines right, like, ugh. Uh, everything's growing in our garden. You don't have to know that it's haunted. The doctor put her hands over my liver. She told me my resentment's getting smaller. (sighs) She put my hands over my liver and told me my resentment's getting smaller. That's so good, right? Uh, So I'm just still pounding, pounding that album. Uh, But there is some new music that came out this week that I'm going to put on that. Some new old music. Angel Olsen, uh, you know who we saw at Coachella, came out with a cover of the 1964 bobby Vinton song mr lonely uh to pitch the upcoming movie miranda july movie um uh kajillionaire uh and i think that's a great cool. one to put on here the landowner you know that's why i'm lonely mr yeah. lonely i wish that i could go back home i mean that's the problem right he's disconnected from community i think that's definitely a way to read uh this story <laughs> then the aforementioned uh, father-to-be, Taylor Goldsmith, and his band Dawes uh, still teasing songs for the new album that's going to arrive at my door in vinyl on October 3rd. Uh, one of the new singles is Didn't Fix Me, uh, so a song about all these self-help things that he's done that haven't fixed him. Um, and so in the midst of this tension of, of what we are called to be in the reality of the world, um, I think there's, there's room in the playlist this week for a song that wrestles with our inability to, to live up with our hopes and God's hopes for us. And then finally, you know, The Killing in the Name of uh, feels like it, maybe it's not a gospel song for this week, but it
0: uh, ties into the text. Hey, man. Wow. Well, I hope, uh, I hope your Dawes album comes on time. I ordered my Killers album a month ago. Still delayed. Demand oh. was so high. Did you so pre-order? <laughs> yes, look. You pre-ordered and you didn't get it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but they told me demand was so high. Oh. Still, is not, still is not arrived.
1: I mean, they told me like I would get it on the release date.
0: Yeah, well, you know, Brandon Flowers, the killers, they're just so popular. So he was losing
1: band members, so they've got less hands <laughs> to do the work. You know? That's
0: right, they do it themselves, <laughs> like the landowner. Yep. So it's going to take twice as long with half the band. Incredible. Speaking of vinyl.
1: It's been real. It's been real. Vinyl.